hope you're hungry because you're listening to Everybody Eats. I work at the mall and it was open 25 hours for that weekend. So I went in overnight and that place was packed. Like it was like 11 o'clock at night. It looked like it was like four o'clock. Uh, two o'clock on a Saturday. It was disgusting and gross and packed, <laughs> and I just did not understand. It was still Thanksgiving. I'm like, yo, come on, y'all <laughs> you should be with your families, not with your families in the mall. The food court was packed. With- What's good, everybody? It's your host, Fancy Bella Zare, back with another episode of Everybody Eats. We have our co-host, Edom Ekpi, on the phone, and we're here with a very special guest, the very own Alan Joseph, Mr. Alan Joseph. So, uh, it's going to be a really great episode. We're going to be uh, talking to my guy. We have uh, We'll be talking about networking, Black Friday, um, just little, little topics like that, just to uh, give back. So before that, make sure that you're following us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're on there. Make sure you check us out. Make sure that you're also following us on our Instagram page at everybody underscore eats podcast. We're on there on Instagram. Still working on the YouTube page. I know I keep talking about it, but it's in the works. Just be patient, please. Um... But besides that, I believe that is everything. So we'll go into today's episode. So, Mr. Alan Joseph, say what's up. What's up, everybody? First off, I'd like to thank Bensky and Edom for having me on the podcast today. For sure, for sure. All right. Cool, so, cool. Alan, um, Alan Joseph, he is actually um, another one of our QC alum. Um, so shout out to QC. Um, he was part of the National Association of Black Accountants with uh, Edom and I, so uh, we all ran that club together. Alan, I was his vice president, then when I was president, he was the senior advisor. Um, so uh, we know Alan for a couple of years now, and uh, he will introduce himself a little bit further, but he's a recent graduate. Um, I know he's about to start um, you know, as an accountant, and he's studying for his CPA, so he got big things on the horizon. So, Alan, um, is there anything that I missed out you want to talk about? Um, so, I'm currently studying for the CPA. I think you mentioned everything, actually. Gotcha, um, gotcha. Yeah. All right, awesome. So, one thing about Alan um, that's uh, actually really curious or really interesting about Alan is that uh, you're a, a mixed martial arts teacher, instructor? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so yeah, what's that? What's the story behind that? So I actually, I've always been a fan of like, um, like martial arts movies and stuff like that. So I remember in high school, well, at one point we could like choose our gym classes. So one of the options was like touch football and um, self defense. So I took the self defense class. It was like really cool. I completely like geeked out in that class. So then I was like, you know what? I'm actually gonna like uh, try this out. So I found a school. I got a few like recommendations for the same spot, and I've been training for about um, almost six years now. Um, at one point, along like I used to go consistent consistently. Um, one of the owners was like, hey, like you're really good, and you're like cool. Everyone likes you. You're cool. Um, would you like to start like teaching the kids classes so that was like a huge that itself was like a huge learning curve for me because I've always been like the youngest one in my family so like dealing with kids in general was like 
different because I was the kid, right? Yeah, so yeah, that yeah. was that was kind of how it started, and then eventually they got me doing like um adults classes and everything. So now it's like whenever I go, if they need me to help out with either or, I'm there. It's pretty pretty fun. That's cool. So what would you um what would you say that you've learned from I guess te- teaching in general and like teaching kids? Because I know for myself, uh, I teach or oh, I've been teaching swimming lessons, um mainly to kids mainly to kids i taught maybe like a few adult lessons anyway but i've been teaching Mm -hmm. um swimming lessons for kids for about the past five six years um and i always find it i do that during the summer so i always find that as an interesting learning experience for myself every year um because it always for me it's like all right even though i know how to swim having to teach it to someone who's way younger than me and understands it differently it's always an interesting Mm -hmm. experience having you know just different students to work with different ages and things like that so um have you experienced something similar and like how's that been um definitely i think something similar like especially with like that's kind of i think a thing for martial arts is with kids specifically there's a lot of kids that are forced to go there whether because yeah. their parents think that it's important or their parents want them to be active or the parents treat it like a daycare just to keep them out for like an hour or two whatever the reason may be yeah um it, there's kids that are there that don't want to be there so it's kind of like being flexible and finding a balance to make the classes fun while yeah. teaching also like this the basically kickboxing so that has the balance of like keeping them entertained even though they don't want to be there kind of giving them a reason um to see the value and stuff like that so it's like very being very patient i, yeah. I learned that with kids that's cool i, I, I definitely um like shout out to that that one or two lessons that you gave me, but I've been telling myself I really need to get more and more into that just in case somebody want to try something wild. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be ready. But um, that's that's really cool. Um, and so that's something that you see yourself just doing as a hobby. You think you you'd always continue? Because I think one time you mentioned you were thinking about like were you saying you thinking about opening up a gym or like having your official like uh, um. Yeah, I I think that, like, so as of right now, I'm definitely doing it for fun. If, yeah. like, down the line, um, like, when my when I'm already set in my career, I might open up a little gym, see how that goes. I'm not sure yet, but it is it is a thought. Yeah. Gotcha. Alan plans on training many John Wicks in his life. Don't don't be fooled. <laughs> yeah. nah, I mean, that's why that's why he loved John Wick. Um, what you call it? Because he, he's all of them. All, all of them. <laughs> For real, Alan versus I, John Wick. Uh, who wins? Uh, I gotta give it to my man John Wick. I'm humble. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Wick. He said, "I'm humble. I'm weak." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for real, for real. Um, that's that's really cool. because uh, I'm sure that you know it, like you like we said, like it kind of teaches like a different side of you of, you know, one self defense is cool and having to teach it to uh to younger kids that definitely brings out traits um that I know you know help you in life and help you with many other things. So um I I really uh commend you for that, which is really cool. But let's go into uh today's main topic, which is networking. All right, so. Um, like mentioned before, Alan, Eve, and I, we've been part of National Association of Black Accountants uh, for the past whoa, four years now. When, when I go to QC, 2016, so maybe four like three, years, four, four, years, four, years, four years, four years, four years, which is which is nuts. 
Um, but yeah, one thing, flies. yeah, man, it's it's insane. And uh, actually, like side note, like when I first went to QC, Alan was one of the first people I met. I already knew Eden before, but when I first went to Welcome Day, it was you and Nigel. And hopefully, we'll get Nigel on the show um, sometime soon. Um, but Alan's one of the first people that I met. He was president of NABA at the time. Um, and one thing that NABA is big on is that they have uh, conferences and conventions, but um, just networking in general, how to network, how to leverage that, right? So networking is important. We all know that, right? It's not, we always hear your network is your net worth, but it's not just enough to know that it's important. It's, you have to be able to put it into practice. You have to be able to do it yourself be able to leverage your networking skills, right? Because some people like, you know, some people can have, you know, great grades and they can have all these, all the qualities and criteria, but, you know, tell me if I'm wrong, if you don't have the right network for the person to even look at your resume, right? Like, unfortunately, you, you might get left with someone who doesn't have those same or those such of um, high qualities. And I think that we've seen examples of that i mean i think i'm a person i think i'm a personal example of how networking saved me because i personally didn't have the best grades or you know um academically speaking but i was still through now but i was still able to make great connections and you know thank god i'm in the position where i am now um but for alan and edom i mean we've been in this club for a while like what would you uh, do you have like any examples or like what, what is your take on the on, on networking and how to leverage that? Let's go, Alan. All right, cool. So um, for me, at least, I think networking, taking the step back from like just interacting with people and meeting people, it's just not everyone is really comfortable with talking, talking about themselves or, or having conversations with strangers and being part of NABA kind of like, forced me to to do that to get out of my comfort zone right yeah um be comfortable being uncomfortable um i remember yeah, that like when i first yeah right um diamonds are made under pressure right yeah, yeah. so um i remember when i first joined naba um there was like a group of us that went to an office visit i remember nigel was there also you mentioned nigel earlier mm-hmm. and it was actually goldman sachs it was my very first like corporate office visit and I was like, wow, like this place is really nice. Everyone's dressed up in suits. Like it's, it's fancy. It's only the 11th floor and it has amazing views. Yeah. Um, and usually when you go, like when we went, we had like a squad about, about five or six people. And so I was kind of just like sticking to everybody that we went together with. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, it's like, all right, guys, let's go network. And then everyone just like caught you by surprise. You're like, huh? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then I just kind of stayed back, and he like he he stood next to me. He was like, the bird. I forgot what he said. I think he was like, the the bird has to leave the nest or something like that. And then he walked away, and I'm just standing there like, uh, what do I do? Yeah. He got set up. (laughs) Kind of looking like the what is it that SpongeBob meme? Like, huh? (laughs) You looking? All disoriented, just, just, <laughs> just confused, and it's like, wow, they kind of so they so by doing that, they kind of threw me in the deep end, and I had to kind of learn fast. Yeah. Um, so I just luckily I was standing there long enough. Uh, uh, um, someone walked up to me and introduced themselves, though so it was 
it kind of worked out that way. And I got a little bit more comfortable every person I met, every... And then from then on, I made a goal to, like, meet X amount of people whenever I go to any networking event, any um, office visit, and try to make, like, a genuine connection with whoever I meet. Um, yeah. Nah, definitely. Um, one, thing, one thing I hear um, or I've heard is, like, some people don't like the idea of networking because they think that it's, like, fake, right? Or it's, like... Oh, I'm I'm looking to network with this person just to get something out of them, and I think that's just a a misconception of networking. And I, I think there are some people who do think like that. I think unfortunately there are some people who, if they're going to a networking event, they're only thinking about what can I get from this person, or like if you're going to like a um, like when we go to these conferences and they have these career fairs, right? And it's like, all right, you got a career fair, you have like 50 companies here, right? You know you're looking for an internship or a job. Some people think like what like networking can be fake because when I go talk to this recruiter, we both know why I'm here. You know, I'm here because I want a job. Like I'm not really here necessarily to be your friend. But yeah. I think that's a misconception because I've noticed that the best networking happens when you do the opposite. Even though we both, like, if you're at a career fair, both parties know you're looking for an internship or a job, right? I think, like, that's just, mm -hmm. that's the unspoken, like, rule, sort of, you know? But mm -hmm. I think, um, man, I just lost my train of thought. Okay. But I think, like, when you actually approach that recruiter or that person, whoever it is, and you're actually interested, or you you want to be interested in who they are and try to cr actually create a friendship. I think that's when the best networking happens because <clears throat> you actually talk about meaningful things or more meaningful things to make you more memorable than if you're in a like if you have 20 people in a line, you know, looking to do this, um, you know, at this uh, at this career fair, right? Like, you might get lost, but when you can have that personal conversation and have that personal connection, you're less likely to get lost in the masses and more likely to have an impact on that person for them to remember you. So yeah, I think, I think inherently, like, sorry, you, go ahead. Uh, so I think inherently networking is actually connected to getting a job and uh, what can this person do to me, which is like, it's not, I, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's just, it's kind of like a gift and a curse in the sense of networking. It really depends on how people view it. And Personally, I think I know you love to network just to get to know people you're talking. You love to talk to people. But I think a, a big misconception is a lot of people are like, like born into it in a sense, like especially at uh, Queens College still or, you know, I, I'm, I don't know how I can't speak for other campuses, but in most settings I've seen, at least on my campus, you know, that's kind of how it is in a sense you know you don't hear too many people talking about like hey let's build like a personal relationship i think the the closest you get to is like a follow-up email and you try to throw in one little fact or a fun fact about the conversation it kind of just becomes you know i don't want to say scripted but maybe like i think task, i think that's a, i think that's I a think. result but i think um because like for like we we've been taught right all right, when you network, if you're at a career fair, like you said, like try and bring up something interesting in the conversation in person. Then when you send up that follow-up email, try and bring up something, right? So we've been taught the tools of how to network, but I think like that's just the foundation of it, right? And I think what, su what separates successful networkers to just all right networkers and like not so good networkers is more like how can you take that to the next step, right? Because 
you can even if you if you follow that script so to speak like bring up something send up the follow-up email bring up a fact right but if you don't really like continue that relationship then it it's a network but not really really worth it and that's when it becomes just like fake right but when you can kind of keep up that conversation that's when you create a relationship or a friendship you know and i think like that's what that's what changes you know people's minds a little bit like for example right let's talk about um one of my favorite um examples of networking was like uh, kehinde moore so hopefully we can get him on the um on an episode but essentially right when we went to the conference sophomore during my sophomore year in pittsburgh i met kehinde and initially yeah was i looking for an internship yeah i was looking for one but we ended up talking he was from new york we clicked we got along then it, instead of just like, yo, yo, hey, I'm looking for an internship, then it was like, yo, you know, we have an event at Queens College, would you mind popping out? So he came out to those events, and like from there, we just like stayed in touch, and we actually became like pretty good friends, right? So now, and then whenever we had events, he would always come out, and it wasn't just like I was hitting up Kahinde just for him to come out to QC, right? But, you know, every now and then, you know, text him, we catch up, emails back and forth. And now it's to the point where it's like, you know, before I thought it was like, oh, like email basis, he's a professional, I'm a student, but like now we're on like text basis and it's like, we're cool, you know, and it's like, because it's an actual friendship behind, you know, what we have, not just, oh, I need you for this. So let me go call you because I need you. Like, that's not, that, you're not going to get great uh, relationships or a great network out of just doing that. Understood. Yeah. I definitely think that like the, the setting of the, I guess, the networking plays an important part because, as you mentioned earlier, at a career fair, I would definitely say that I'm one of those people that think that at a career fair, it's it's mainly what can I get from you an an internship or full time. Well, of course, like that's what we're here for. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> not really to get to know them that deep, right? As compared to as if it was like a happy hour or true, a true. more intimate setting like that where you're really trying to find out oh like what the person does what is your line of work how long have you been doing this what is your um like what's your favorite part about the company and and so on and so forth so i feel like it's two different di- like it's a different dynamic depending on the setting and yeah. i do think that it's also important that people like when you network, you network with a purpose, right? It's not just to get business cards. It's not just to say you met 10 people or 15 people when you regroup with your friends at the end of an event. I think it's to have meaningful, to create meaningful relationships, right? Like you said, so that definitely impacts the types of conversations you have and with, with like everyone that you meet. And I feel like it's kind of an added pressure when someone as a student doesn't have an opportunity yet because they kind of oversee that part of creating a meaningful relationship. And their main goal, like short-term goal, is internship, job, internship, job. Like that's all they see. That's all they they want. That's all they need. And and I agree with that. Like I definitely – um, I could see how that's overwhelming. That is a pressure. Like uh, people graduating without jobs is kind of a scary thing, right? Yeah. Um, and I've been fortunate enough that I kind of got an opportunity early where 
when I did go to a networking event, I didn't necessarily have to, I guess, talk to someone in, in search of an opportunity. I kind of already had it, and everyone that I met was just a plus, right? So It gave you I more time to just be chill. Exactly. Like, I didn't have that pressure of, oh, I have to go talk to this recruiter, or I have to meet this person, or I have to email this person, which is definitely good a good mentality to have and, and mindset to have, but it could often blind somebody from seeing people as people and not just as an opportunity. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And like, for example, like when we were in Nashville this past summer, like that was that was like the greatest, like shout out to Alpha and that national convention. That was an amazing um, time, amazing experience. Met so many people. And similar, like you said, like we, um, you know, I was also in a blessed situation where I didn't have to network for a job, right? It was just networking. To me, I was just networking, just network. Like, I was like, hey, I just want to meet people. Like, and that was my goal for the whole four or five days that we were there. I just wanted to meet people, like, from all over. Since there's people from all over the U.S., you know, every day, like, not every day, like, in between workshops, in between sessions, it was just... Like, hey, where you from? You from Florida? Oh, yeah, I'm from New York. You from Texas? You from California? What do you do? Oh, you work here? Oh, yeah, I've been there before. And it was just like just meeting people. And then, right, and then throughout the conversation, right, if there were a student, then you may talk about like interests or what you're looking for. Or if it's a professional, yeah, you might just bring it off like, oh, yeah, you work there? Okay, yeah, um, I'll be working here soon. Um, But then now, like, since I don't really necessarily need anything out of you, I have time to just ask about, like, hey, what do you do on your free time? You know, and like one of the best stories is that um, one of the, one of the events, there was this, um, we were looking for, uh, to network with a, a consultant and, you know, by magic, we ran into him at the, uh, at that like, uh, mandatory, it was not a mandatory happy hour, but it was like that evening happy hour. Um, we were just looking for a consultant. We just got like pushed into his circle. And then all of a sudden, like Alan and I first was talking about the job, talking about the job. But then a little later we were just like, all right, cool. I just started talking about like his sports teams. Like, oh, like. What teams do you like to watch? Like basketball, football. Then we were talking about sports and we ended up talking about traveling. We ended up talking about so many other things besides like, you know, the job. And then, you know. We ended up then, talking about his marriage. Yeah, we ended up talking about like <laughs> his fiance, engaged. his yeah. marriage. Like, yeah, like we ended up like on a completely different topic, but like we, it, it was engaging, you know? And then by the end of the night, it was like, all right, cool. Like I got his number, you know, we, like we got his number. He's like, oh yeah, text me tomorrow. I'm be at the career fair. It's on the third. The next day at the career fair, he's already like, oh yeah. You know, a lot, while a lot of guys are walking up to, you know, cause he's also a recruiter. While a lot of like, other people are walking up to him, like looking for a job, me and Alan walk up, giving him daps, like, yo, last night, <laughs> last night was lit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so, he's over here inviting us to his happy hours. Yeah. And it was like all of that because we just networked, like, I want to say strategically, but it wasn't like we were just looking to get something out of him. We were looking to just get to know him. And then we yeah. ended up being cool. We ended up having common interests. And then it led to him like, oh, yeah, you know, you guys looking for this? You know, I'll take your resume and do it, whatever. You know what I mean? And it was like it was more genuine and he, he'll he have our back more, so to speak, rather than just someone who's like, hey, you know, my name is, you know, X, Y, and Z. And I'm looking for a job here. You know, what can you give me? You know, that's not that's not genuine. Um, but 
that's that's just a little piece of information to give out to you guys. So no matter where you guys are networking, like it could be at a career fair, it could be at school, it could, it could be honestly like you never know who you can run into. So just like Sebas uh, said in a couple episodes back, like whenever you meet people, just remember to be nice because you never know, you know, when you're going to see them again. All right. So it could be networking anywhere. And this week, um, God willing, this Saturday, I have the um, pleasure of going to the EYL uh, Earn Your Leisure little workshop that they have in D.C., um, and that's going to be an opportunity to network, right? So um, I'm I'm looking to meet as many people. I know there's going to be a lot of people from a lot of alum from their podcast looking to meeting Rashad and Troy themselves. Um, but I just look forward to networking, meeting people, seeing like you know there are a lot of people out there, a lot of cool people out there. So just meet people to create friendships, and you never know how far how far that can take you. Um, one thing I like to add is like one of the since we're on topic of networking. One of the key things that kind of is like the underlying theme is active listening, right? Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever just spoken to someone because you're nervous or you just want to like find something out? You just kind of like, uh huh, uh huh, yeah, 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 and then you just that's ask crazy. a question, like, regardless of what, yeah, that's crazy. Like, regardless <laughs> of whatever they're saying, you're gonna ask whatever you want to ask. Yeah, and it's like. That again, that blinds you from actually listening to someone say how much they either like or don't like their job, right? So yeah, then that, sure. that would impact if you even are interested in how how the company is, right? So active listening is definitely like one thing that I would stress because it definitely makes for a better conversation instead of just meeting someone with already like uh, a, a script in your head of everything you're yeah. gonna ask because then that's just not normal or natural for sure for sure like if for example if you're at a career you're looking for a job you're looking for you know a connection anything right and someone brings up a fact about they traveled here or they have a pet or they have something right you can pick up on those and maybe even switch the conversation a little bit you know if you're talking about the job and they talk about their pet you can just talk about pets or whatever for a little bit and that just builds that connection a little bit more and then you can go back Right. Or, you know, it could, it could be with anything. So, like I said, active listening, you want to kind of pick up on what they're talking about. So that's how you actually build meaningful relationships when you can actually talk about things that matter to you. Um, and that helps with, you know, the end goal that you may have of, you know, um, having them help you out if it's with, you know, employment or a recommendation or anything like that. Um, so that's definitely stop becoming a number and you eventually become like an actual person like hey this is a student 5022 it's exactly it's like Bensky from from New York oh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah for sure so it's just about being like you know if it's it's about your mindset and your perspective right so if like like we keep like, like we said if if you're just going to go into it thinking i just want a job i just want something it's not going to be meaningful if you go into it saying let me get to know this person what they do um what are their likes hobbies and try to get to know them right then it will be so much more fulfilling and you'll likely get more out of it but one last thing um that gary v says is also when you network don't always just, it's not always about what you can take from that person but how can you add value to them Right? Maybe as a student, you might not think that, oh, how can I add value to a professional? But you never know what kind of um, services you can provide, um, the way you can help them out, the way you can just, you know, you can provide value in a number of different ways. If you have like a side hustle, like Alan, for example, right? 
if he does mixed martial arts and he's networking with someone and then he brings up mixed martial arts, Alan can be like, oh, you know what I mean? I'll give you lessons or something like that or I'll teach you, right? Even if you just, you know, you say like um, in, in passing or something like that, that's just showing that you're adding value. It's not just like, oh, what can I get from you? It's like, how can I help you out? You know, so it's always looking like not just what can I take, not what what can I take, but what can I give too? And that's just how you build, like we keep saying, build meaningful relationships that strengthen your network and help you out in the future. But I think that is that covers networking, that covers our topic. So we'll take a quick break here and then we'll get into our word of the day and our next segment. <laughs> All right, what's up? What's up? We're back again. Um, everybody eats. We have a guest, Alan Joseph. We're here with uh, Edom Ekpi on the phone. So today, Edom has the quote of the day for us. What is it? All right, so you should definitely get this one. Don't make it too easy. Oh, I mean, hey, it's not. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um... <laughs> Saying hello doesn't have an ROI. It's about building relationships. Gary V. Ah, Alan got it. Oh, I hey. had no clue. Yeah. <laughs> I had no clue. But say that uh, again. Say it <laughs> Saying hello doesn't have an ROI. It's about building relationships. Saying hello does not have an ROI. And for those who don't know, that's what what turn on investment. Yeah. Yeah, sure. It's turn on investment. So he- saying hello does not ha- have an ROI. And what's the last part? Say one- say the whole thing one more time. Saying hello doesn't have an ROI. It's about building relationships. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what we've been talking about. That's I get um you know Gary Vee. I think he's an expert at that. But you know if you look if you look at him, Gary Vee, he's someone who has millions of followers, all this money, all this like you know popularity, this that, and the third. But if you look at his content and his videos, he still takes time to go talk to that one person like on the street, that random person on the street. And not necessarily for money, not for fame, but just to give back, you know, just to say hi, just to, you know, add value. Um, So that's something that uh, I learned from him and that, you know, I I commend him for practicing um, what he preaches. Sure, for sure. Um. But our next topic of the day, I want to talk about Black Friday. All right. So today is Thursday. So that was about a week ago. Black Friday. I saw some crazy statistics talking about I think it was the most profitable. Let me see if I could put this up. I believe it was the most profitable Black Friday in history. And my companies were making stupid amounts of money. Let me see this. It says Cyber Monday was the biggest shopping day in Amazon history. Oh, that was just like Amazon in general. But I believe like total Cyber Monday and Black Friday sales topped like $9.2 billion, which is absolutely nuts of just like $9.2 billion of money just being spent on stuff. (laughs) Crazy. But like, like, which is, which is, which is, is crazy. But I mean, I, I added to that 9.2. I had my fair share. And it's crazy because, like, I told myself I wasn't going to do a lot of shopping. 
Um, mm-hmm. but it just like the deals were so good. Like, <laughs> like so that's what can't... that's what you and half the other Americans who spent their money on. A... It's a trap. It so is a trap. It's... But the thing is, I heard, I don't know how true this is. I mean, Edom, you work retail, so I think you would know. But I heard that Black Friday deals aren't even like that good as they seem. No, to be. like no, not at all, not at all. No. Or can you do you like? Can you speak on that? Or from right, what so I heard, I work. I work at um. Some places, like I'll start off by saying, some places like TJ Maxx, uh, Marshalls, they don't have any or whatever equivalent you have wherever you live. Um, they don't have any Black Friday sales. And for me personally, working in the mall, what I saw, and in my store specifically, you know, the whole store was half off for members. So you had to sign up to be a, a member of the store. It's free, just to the email, and you got half off for that day. As an associate, I normally get half off. So to me, personally to me, that's nothing special. Yeah. Um, also, you know, I find great deals at the same store online through the app. You know, I'll spend... Uh, $15 on a pair of jeans instead of 25 because, you know, I have some rewards. So yeah, yeah. it really is just, like, depends on how you shop for the most part. Um, Wait, so for you, do you get half off of the no. half off? Nah, it doesn't oh. stack. I was about to say, like, you get Nah, that's, 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 that's <laughs> It might as well be free 99 at that point. Nah. <laughs> nah, it's just, um, like, the deals really aren't that good. It's something you have to just keep your eyes peeled or like instead of it's just like a gimmick you know it's a whole big gimmick every year they push up the mm-hmm. start time of the sales you know i saw um travel tuesdays a thing now so there's what thanksgiving on thursday black friday on a friday saturday sunday cyber monday and then you know travel tuesday so that's just like a whole nother like uh Way for them to get your money. Way for them to get your money yeah, yeah man so but I mean, hey i mean if they got one thing i right, go ahead one thing I heard about Black Friday is that, like, it's mainly beneficial for technology, um, like TVs, laptops, and stuff like that, not necessarily retail. Yep. Right. I mean, I that might be true. I, I got um, Best Buy had some crazy deals on cameras, which I don't know. Like, granted, I didn't know the price, what they were throughout the year. But, I mean, mm-hmm. for the, um, the deals that they had during that day were really good. Um, but something I heard was, like... Um, one pretty much is like the uh, the price for for like clothes, for example, like the price will be set throughout the year, and then all they do is just like increase the price and just give a bigger discount during Black Friday and be like fifty percent off. I was like, all right, well, you just increase the price, you know, by X percent, so it's not really that great of a deal. But then I also heard mm-hmm. that like end of the year, I think like end of the year, like Christmas and New Year's is actually their better deals because they're just trying to get rid of inventory. And end of the season, any season like that, um. I think my my mom stressed this so much, actually. Not even my years of retail. But um, end of the season clothes, they go for, like, 75%, 80%. It's just something you got to, like... It's something you got to be conscious of, honestly. It's something you just... You got to yeah. either always be on those apps or you get those notifications of deals or whatever. But the, I think, personally, to me, Black Friday is just one big... I wouldn't call it a scam, but, you know, not everything looks good. You know, a lot of people, I think, personally participate in Black Friday just because it's Black Friday. I work at the mall, and it was open 25 hours for that weekend. So I went in overnight, and that place was packed. Like, it was, like, 11 o'clock at night. It looked like it was, like, 4 o'clock 
uh, <laughs> three o'clock on a Saturday. It was disgusting and gross and <laughs> and I just did not understand. It was still Thanksgiving. I'm like, yo, come on, y'all. <laughs> you should be with your families, not with your families in the mall. The food court was packed. I've Everybody, never been. Yeah. Uh, nah, <laughs> not here. Yo, not people, people really, really go crazy over Black Friday. You know what's crazy? What like it's just mind-boggling to me. I don't know if you guys um remember. Um, it hasn't happened like in I think in the past two years. But there was a time, especially at um at Green Acres, right? Green Acres uh, Mall. Green Acres was the worst. That, yeah, that worst. Wa- there was there's a Walmart. There's a Walmart at, at Greenacres Mall for those of you that don't know, right? I remember three or four. If not four, it was definitely three, right? Three years consecutively, an employee at Walmart was killed on Black Friday. And it wasn't even like a mugging or a robbery or anything. It was because they were trampled. Can you... And it's like that's so that happened three times. I remember that happened one time. Three I remember once. Wow. That is ridiculous. Nah, I, yeah, I remember it happened three years in a row, or at least two. But I'm I'm pretty sure it was three. I'm pretty. I remember y'all, y'all that one I'm time. Pretty sure it was three. That one time, I don't remember the the first time it happened. I don't remember if it was an employee or a person, but I think it was just like people were just like running to get into the store. They fell. And then just like a horde of people just like stomped on them. Like yeah. that was absolutely nuts. And I remember it was it was definitely an employee because I remember seeing seeing like um because I remember seeing it, it both in all three years right. So it's like out of all the ways trampled really like yeah, and it's like I and, and what's my <laughs> yeah it, it's it's crazy because first of all I'm like I'm trying to visualize that right. The doors are automatic. How are you even like how? Like I don't I don't see how that happened. I thought it happened in like the parking lot or something when like people were just like rushing to Not get so the store. Nah, the doors were open. The, it was so like the store, it was inside the, the store? Yeah, the story was like they opened the doors, people rushed in, and an employee got trampled. Dang. And I'm like, how wild is that? Like people just, just they a, a TV is worth more than a life. Like that's kind of people really, yeah, that's scary. I mean, people fight each other for stuff. You know, it don't gotta be Black Friday. I mean, look at Popeyes. Exactly, like people fighting over Popeyes chicken and all that. But nah, that's absolutely nuts. I mean, that's why I, normally um, we would go to mm-hmm. the outlets. But wherever we would go to the outlets, it was always like kind of oh. like out there. So it was never really like it never really busy when we go on Black Friday because it was just like out like in the middle of nowhere. So mm-hmm. the deals were, pr- I th- we only went to the outlet on Black Friday, so I don't know what the deals were like during the year. So it could have been the same exact deals that they had during the year, but mm-hmm. the deals always were always seemed pretty good, and the crowds were never anything crazy. So I've for the most part I've always had a good experience doing Black Friday shopping. And then I think maybe for like the past two years, I just did it online. This year was completely online. I didn't go anywhere in person. Completely order everything like sneakers. Edom kept sending me sneakersteal.com stuff. I think that's like the worst thing I've seen because it's just so much ways to spend your money. But they had good deals. Yeah. But there was mad good deals. Um, got me a new pair of Tim's and all that. So um, shout out to Sneaker Steel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but besides, nah, you need a, 
I was going to say, you need to put me on to your outlets. Because the ones I go to, they have, like, a line to get even into the store. Oh, nah. That's not an outlet. <laughs> we don't do that. Nah, for sure. <laughs> that one, that one is um, it's a little ways out, but it's in uh, it's in the Poconos. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So it's it's a little ways out, but um, like I said, it was like pretty much in the middle of nowhere, so the lines were never really that bad. The deals were always pretty good, and I always um, we always managed to do some shopping there without any without any madness. Um, but now it's probably gonna be straight online. Um, I don't know about the outlet around here. This outlet around here, I don't know how crazy it would get. That's interesting, but um, I'm not trying to find out. To be out. honest, I think uh, Black Friday and all the, uh, I guess the whole retail uh, aspect of Thanksgiving is honestly something that's mainly in New York and like Northeast United States, in my personal opinion. I don't think nah, that bro. There's been you seen videos nah. that crazy. Them joints are, it's, it's nationwide. It's just that like I I've seen videos of just like. Places going nuts everywhere else. It's just a, a way for them to sell sell their products. I saw somewhere that like some stores get like forty percent of their yearly revenue on that one day, which is crazy, ridiculous. Yeah, and shows the preparation all for literally twenty four. I mean, people are trying to bump it up, but you know, literally what's meant to be twenty four hours out of your whole yeah. year. That's what you're preparing for. That's insane. Yeah. But hey, like I said, I I contributed, um, but I got my stuff, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not complaining. I'm just I'm just in awe. Um, but yeah, wait. So Alan, you didn't do any Black Friday shopping? You said? Um, nah, not this. It was all online, so not necessarily. So like cyber. Okay, okay, yeah. So not in yeah. person. Okay, for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So mine mine was all online. I don't. I didn't have time to do that, but I had a I had a good Thanksgiving spending time with family. Um, but I, mean, I yeah. did my first cyber shopping, eh, Black Friday shopping last year. I waited, I want to say two hours on the line at Champs just for like three items. So, Mm-mm. not fun, not Mm-mm. fun. Which is why I Mm-mm. I lost all interest in ever going Black Friday shopping. So sure. shout out Amazon, shout out. The only thing that Amazon doesn't do the two-day shipping because, like, I guess there's so many orders. Now it's, like, four days. And I'm like, yo, when you used to have two days, I actually – when you used to two-day shipping, but now you're talking about four-day shipping, you get, like – start expecting things. It's not like, okay. I want to know when they're going to bring the drones to New York, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be <laughs> – I mean, the thing – how is it going to work for an apartment? You're going to have to go – you're going like, to go downstairs? I don't go move to Long Island just for that. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I saw, was I watching? Yo, I was watching, like, talk about drones. I think I was watching Top Boy. And then they was, um, what you call it? They were sending, like, the, the drugs on the drones. And I was like, yo, that's really the future, <laughs> yo. like shipping his drugs, like, by the drone. I saw, like, a video there on Instagram. I'm like, yo, these drones really. Until that it. wrong gust of wind just takes out yeah. your whole ship straight to the cops. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? That's a bad way to go out. <laughs> but I think that's all that covers everything for today. Um, I want to thank Alan, Mr. Alan Joseph, again for popping on today's episode. Thank you, uh, Edom. I hope you're having a speedy recovery. Shout out, you're not using that brace anymore. 
Thank you, thank you. That you uh, healing up well soon. He'll be back playing basketball, doing all that. Um, so for if you're watching us, remember to like, subscribe, share, leave a review, all that good stuff, right? So some of you guys, you know, you like the episodes, but if you're not sharing them, you want to make sure that you're doing that. So we really appreciate you guys um for sort of supporting us, all the listeners, domestic and international. Shout out to uh EYL got well I'll be at their networking event this Saturday. Hopefully you get to meet some pretty amazing people. I'm pretty sure I will. Um I feel like I want to give a shout out to somebody else. Um shout out to Miss Annette again who works at the cafeteria at my job. I had a personalized pizza today. It was chicken, bacon, <laughs> green peppers, red peppers with extra cheese. She makes it just the way I like and you know the food is good when they call you baby, right? Like every time it's like you want some marinara sauce on that baby? Yes, please. You want some extra cheese on that baby? Yes, please. Like that's Sounds how like you know. Straight cholesterol, good, bro. <laughs> Sounds like straight cholesterol. When bro, you you're gonna be 15 pounds later. Yes, please. <laughs> oh no. We all got to go someday. I want to go with a full belly. So hey, shout out to her. Um and yeah, I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Um, we'll see you guys next time. Peace.